Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, Associate Producer and Starista's Creative Copy Manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this special in-person episode, Vincent catches up with Carl Van Delden, VP of Engineering here at Starista. They have an in-depth discussion about Starista's new division, Access B2B, and its new product, the DX Platform. Carl quizzes Vincent about barbecue, and Vincent experiences the Texasness of Bucky's. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Vincent Petrofesta. I am here live-ish in person. We are in San Antonio. This is a special episode of the Marketing Stir, supporting our series, the Bar Chat series. And I am here with my good friend. I, I say that because I've known you for many years now, prior to me joining Starista. That's true. I met you at uh, conferences. People think I've been at Starista for like 12 years. It's only been two years. I guess I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, <laughs> I am here in San Antonio with Carl Van Delden. Now, Carl is our vice president of software engineering, um, and he and I are going to talk today about our access B2B vision. I, of course, if you've been reading any articles on LinkedIn, am the interim GM of Access B2B. That's just the title that they mistakenly gave me, but we're going to go with it because in six more hours, I'm probably not going to be the interim GM at all. Those of you who follow sports, you always see the interim coach or the interim GM. They never get the job. They never get the job. So that's going to be me as well. So anyway, Carl, so good to have you here. We had a great night of barbecue last night. Yep, uh, you know, it came down from New York. We had to treat you. You know, if if you visit Texas and you don't get your barbecue fix, you know, did you really visit Texas? You didn't. No, I went. I had barbecue. I visited a place called Bucky's. <laughs> wow, was that an experience? You know, shout out to Bucky's. Beautiful bathrooms, and I bought some beaver nuts, which that's a real thing. Yeah. Anyway, we had awesome barbecue last night. We had a great time. But recently, as people have been seeing, access B two B, right? Absolutely. And there's a lot of pieces to Access B2B. So Access B2B, for those of people who don't know, it's our separate B2B division. And because we had so many things on our website before, you come to Starista, there's a lot of great products and services. And you go to our website, it's like political data, new movers, and B2B data. Why did Starista separate it? Oh, I think... Like you said, even within the context of access B2B, there's so many things on the table, so many services and products related to B2B that, uh, you know, unless you're talking to a client and they're like, I'm a strictly B2B, mm-hmm. you've got a lot on your plate. You've got a lot to cover, uh, more than you can do in an elevator pitch. So uh, it really made a lot of sense to create this access B2B brand to help drive that conversation, to help uh, establish the boundaries of that conversation and really make something that's more customized and a better fit for B2B clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree because I'm on the front lines of B2B and the B2B marketer thinks completely differently from the B2C marketer. Very true. And having this one area where people can go and learn, okay, just about our B2B data, our Omna, which is our identity graph. And then now within Access B2B is this new platform oh, yeah. that you have been working tirelessly on in your team called DX. Talk to the good people out there about DX. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, 
like you said, we go really far back. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it is a testament to your character. You know, even though you've only been with us for a couple of years, you know, we go way back. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's been great. And in those early days, uh, our, our software offerings, you know, we were just bootstrapping. And now uh, with the growth that we've experienced in recent years, mm -hmm. uh, it's really kind of called to us to step up our game. So uh, we've taken kind of the best elements of all these different products that we've, you know, prototyped and, and launched and uh, gotten feedback on. And it makes a lot of sense, especially with the launch of this Access B2B uh, brand, to have our new platforms reflect that. So uh, we're taking all of our tools, all the classics to the next level. Uh, you know, even something as essential as count, which is tell us what kind of audience you want to build. Uh, and we have, you know, over 200 different data points, uh, which can be kind of daunting. It's kind of like when you go to the Cheesecake Factory and they throw that whole little journal at you. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. Should I even get cheesecake? Yeah. Do you have cheesecake here? It doesn't even seem like you have cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's a modern environment. And uh, given our growth, it's really uh, called to us to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So uh, the spiritual successors to uh, count our scout tools. So whether you're looking for large scale uh, B2B audience building or even or a prospecting kind of thing, you know, maybe you're browsing around on, on LinkedIn trying to make some connections. Uh, like you said, the there's not exactly that dynamic for a B2C marketer. Yeah. So uh, B2B tools, uh, you know, getting them all in one spot because that's another thing is that uh, there's kind of a disparity uh, between the systems to where uh, you might be doing one thing in one, but it wasn't really portable to one of the others. So uh, we've really approached this with a software as a service mm -hmm enterprise scale solution where you can bring your team, you can bring your team's teams, you know, whatever the scale of your organization or, or members that would need to be involved in these data operations. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've added the team dimension and also, uh, you know, really made it interoperable to where whether you're using that audience builder tool mm -hmm. to get you know, a couple thousand, tens of thousands of records in a list, or you're doing that one-off prospecting, you know, just cruising through LinkedIn, adding profiles with our extension. Mm -hmm. uh, it all flows into the same data store. So uh, we have a bit of tools, layers that you can add to make it organized to fit your workflow. Mm -hmm. But whether it's your own first-party data, and that's another cool thing is that, you know, in the B2B marketers, they, they often maintain their own account. They do a domain-based, uh, account-based marketing uh, so we can actually bring that data in, enhance it, and it all flows right into that My Data module. So That is interesting because in, in the B2B data world, gone are the days where people are working at a company for 30 years and you have the same email address and it's like, congratulations, Jeff, here's your gold watch, thank you. B2B data is constantly changing, right? Absolutely. Either people are leaving jobs or unfortunately losing jobs. So they could put their first party data into DX and then immediately enhance it and say, okay, this person's no longer there. This is the new email address for this person. This is the address. These are other even consumer-based elements of that individual just to help your sales team better target. I know that's one of the pieces. Absolutely. And you know, say uh, you go to a conference and you get a list of emails, uh, just a list of emails. Mm -hmm. You upload that into our DX platform. If we find a match for that email, and you go in and you view that contact, it's going to look as robust and complete as any other contact that you added directly from our data. Mm -hmm. And it's really that uniform experience 
being able to scale it out and involve your team members to help you know everybody contribute to that workflow yeah. uh, that I think is really some of the defining factors of this new platform. Yeah, a lot of people have been uh, you know looking for something like this. Now there are other platforms that may mimic some features, but really I think the enhancement piece, the prospecting piece. The LinkedIn extension piece, oh, yeah. uh, being able to look up someone on LinkedIn and being able to uh, better identify that person. But also, there's all the access to, pun intended, uh, of access B2B. You could then execute an email campaign from there. You could then upload that to Adster and execute a, DSP, uh, execute a display campaign, connect to TV. That's all the other elements of being part of the Starista family. And Access B2B, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you mentioned email campaigns, you mentioned Adster. Uh, you know, there are very unique ways that you approach campaigns on the B2B side. Uh, so that's why we brought it together with the new Access B2B brand. Uh, and, you know, looking to leverage that because it's one thing to get the data, right? Uh, there's so many companies that we work with that we get them up to speed. We expand on their data strategy. Uh, or you know, maybe internally they decide we need data, 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 mm -hmm. data. Uh, but it's also how you use that data, yeah. right? Because really, both at the end of the day, the data is only as great as you can employ it. So mm -hmm. uh, there's something to be said about the quality of data, which you know we are pretty consistent in uh, you know our process in keeping that updated and top of the line. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, we've also really grown as far as our capabilities to provide our own campaign services in-house, leverage our experts in terms of strategy as well as execution, and also using the outputs of those campaigns to get insights which drive further action mm -hmm. with that data. So it's one continuous cycle that really helps keep our clients moving forward. And I think, uh, absolutely right, I think with Access B2B and the DX platform, it's also the ability for people to have certain records under management, right? The, the way our kind of plans are developed, it's really to, okay, you can upload as much of your own data as possible, but then you could access new data elements and new data and just kind of have it all in one place. Exactly. What, what was the kind of the goal or the meaning behind that? Uh, well, you know, first party data is, is a really critical part. Like it, we're, we're more than happy to help companies bootstrap from you know, data is not even being in the picture. You know, maybe they've always contracted or worked with an agency and they don't really have any data of their own to speak from. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, building your first party assets and being able to leverage them, uh, we don't want to leave that out in the cold. So we facilitate that first party upload. And, you know, at the end of the day, it ends up in the same spot that yeah. uh, we enable them to get our third party data. And getting it all in the same spot, that's where the records under management comes into play, mm -hmm. is that we can support both of those, uh, you know, and take them through to those campaigns, that real portability, interoperability. We don't want to leave anything off the table. Uh, if they have valuable assets, which first party data, yeah. I think is becoming more important by the day, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think a lot of people <clears throat> are also more concerned about the being in one place, the safety, the security of their data. Why people I think like Starista is because, well, you could put it in one place, you can then execute from our own sending strategy, uh, sending solution, you could from our own DSP, and it's all in one area. And, and that's important for people. 
why work with nine different partners when you can work with one? That's true. That's true. And uh, it's that consolidation and also uh, the, the scalability, being able to involve your other team members, because uh, especially at a larger company, sometimes that being spread too thinly across uh, you know, different relationships uh, is a symptom just because there's not a solution mm -hmm. that scales like that. Uh, so it was very important to us because uh, in the classic days, access, a user was a user mm -hmm. and what you got through there was kind of just your own. But we've really taken that to task, uh, made it, you can have, you know, hundreds of team members on the platform with you, utilizing that same central data repository and driving it forward into campaigns. Yeah. And it's all in one place because a lot of teams you hear just from talking to clients, just from the marketing stir, people always say, well, my sales team's here, my marketing team is here, and they have their own different instances. This is all in one place, which Absolutely. is great. Another question I have for you, Carl, is what features, when's the rollout, right? Where Access B2B, people might have seen that. Going, uh, going on, we launched Access B2B. We had a great quote from salary.com. We appreciate that. That's out there. DX platform is gonna be coming out. Talk about when, the features, and then what's kind of the next step for that? Yeah, you know, in keeping with the, the platform mindset, this isn't just something that we're going to launch and then leave to yeah, collect. That's this. it, and this we're not gonna do anything new to it. Yeah. Living, breathing, foundation for us to launch all manner of features expand on. So mm -hmm. this initial release, um, you know, which we're expecting to really get its wheels here in July is uh, focused around that data. So the first party uploads, the audience builder, that kind of quick search prospecting, as well as the extension, mm -hmm. which anybody familiar with our scout tool, uh, that extension is probably one of the most convenient ways yeah. to add and prospect. So uh, we even gave that a revamp of sorts uh, but as far as the future goes, we're looking to incorporate more of the best of class from our other products. Visitor ID graph, you know, which has uh, we've gained a lot of traction on, looking to integrate that as part of the platform, uh, as well as taking through to the full integrated campaign services. So email, uh, digital, uh, leveraging Adster. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, there's a couple other surprises that, you know, maybe we don't want to bar chat too over, much. Yeah. <laughs> Our next bar chat over more barbecue. But Carl, you said VIG. Talk about that. because For people who don't know, Visitor ID Graph won a Sammy Award, which is a major technical award. I found out months ago. I, didn't, you know, I never knew about it before, but I know about it now and I always talk about it. So tell people what VIG is as well. Oh, yeah, sure. Visitor ID Graph. So, uh, you know, the old saying goes, if a tree falls in the forest, you know, does it make a noise? Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to you know, the modern strategy of creating an online storefront or, you know, place for people to see you, your online web presence. Yeah. If you're not taking action to, you know, observe and analyze what's going on with that website, you know, what, what good is it really doing you? Yeah. So uh, VIG in its early days, the main value was, uh, to be able to identify and retarget visitors to your website. Mm -hmm. uh, and conventionally, we would back that out to uh, a consumer record so that we could do it like an email campaign. Mm -hmm. And of course, with Adster, we further enhance that to where uh, you can actually create dynamic audience segments on Adster generated from visitors to your website. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've really brought it full circle. Yeah. And uh, looking to expand more on the B2B side as well. Uh, you know, it's 
it's not getting long in the tooth by any means, but uh, you know, I'd say it's, uh, you know, it's kind of earned its stripes. Uh, mm -hmm. It's been around for a couple of years now, uh, VIG, yeah. and uh, we're looking for new and exciting ways to, to leverage it and make it part of the big picture. You know, in VIG, a lot of clients utilize it also in the direct mail space. So if you're kind of going, if you have our VIG pixel on your site, and someone goes to a particular car and it, right, you go to, a, I don't own a car because I live in New York City. It's like 800 bucks a month to just park it. But if you go into a car site and say you go click on uh, the Nissan Altima page and then you leave that page, well then how cool would it be to get in the mail a few weeks later, a brochure about the Nissan Altima that you just looked at? I mean, that's pretty powerful. Absolutely, and it's really those contextual insights that you can get uh, that can take it to the next level. I mean, it's one thing to just know that, oh, uh, so-and-so, Vincent's kind of warming up to this idea of getting a car. Yeah, getting it's the car quite, again. Quite another to be all like, uh, well, he was looking uh, pretty interested in, you know, this maker model. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a lot of, it, it, it's really, you know, we, we've talked before about the power of customizing and, you know, customizing your outreach and adding personalization and there being a balance between just picking up and calling and be like, I see you've been on my website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think anyone wants to get that call, but, uh, you know, getting those insights, uh, being able to customize your value offer that much more, uh, you know, really does take it to the next level. Yeah, no, it does. And so we talked about access B2B. We talked about DX, uh, which is demand exchange. There'll be more uh, on, on that. You'll be seeing on uh, your website, on LinkedIn, all of our social. But can you paint a picture about what's coming down, just the engineering and the new products? You're just, you know, we, we just looked at it here as a team, Q3, Q4. Can you talk a little bit about what people can expect from Starista in the next uh, two quarters. Certainly, so we've talked a lot about the DX platform with regards to the Access B2B new branding, right? Mm -hmm. This is a platform whose main focus is B2B. Uh, we're looking to also roll out kind of an analog to that on the B2C side, mm -hmm. you know, with, uh, we wouldn't want to leave B2C in the dust. No, you know, it's still, there's a lot of a lot of people out there looking for a lot of things in the B2B or B2C sector. So. Uh, you know, certainly bringing that part of the platform up to stuff as well. Mm -hmm. uh, geolocation, you know, as things are opening back up, yeah. uh, you know, but before you, you might be able to retarget people at their house pretty easily. You know, you've got your postal lists, uh, but as they get back out there and they start uh, hitting, hitting the venues, hitting the locations, being able to geofence, do geographic analyses, uh, we'll see a lot more of that this year. Uh, and also, um, you know, we have our identity graphs, uh, Omna, which yeah. uh, we we rolled out the headlines there recently on that. So uh, what that is, is essentially taking these different aspects, these different layers of uh, what, you know, and I think it's probably past due now, but the online footprint, yeah. you know, there, there's so many different ways that we, uh, you know, kind of identify ourselves across apps on, online, that kind of thing. So. Uh, being able to bring that together uh, to leverage across different channels as well. Yeah, and the identity graph, uh, identity resolution, that's been a big topic because uh, AJ, Gupta and I, our AJ, our CEO, my, also the co-host of the Marketing Stir, he and I just did a panel 
for the Hudson Valley Direct Marketing Association. We've done one for the Direct Marketing Club in New York, where it was uh, Chad Engelgal of Axiom and uh, AJ. It's a big topic because people are like, first of all, people are like, what is it? You'll have to tune into those different uh, webinars there. But it's becoming more of a thing because cookies going away, right? How do we still target people when these cookies are going away? And it's, well, you know, finding a company that has an identity wrap, finding a company that has a, a solution to that, IP address, mobile ad IDs, that sort of thing. So that is a, is a hot topic that people are asking about. So I'm glad that we're doing something in, in that area, even to enhance what we're already doing. Yeah, and, and the first party data as well, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, walled gardens, as they say. So, uh, you know, I think... Uh, it, it is certainly an interesting time uh, and kind of a, an upheaval for uh, companies that have focused strictly on the cookie uh, technology for retargeting. But I also think that, uh, you know, there's almost it's almost a moment of clarity where, uh, you know, maybe there's less there's less fraud. There's more clear attribution. There's a clear reflection and correlation between your efforts, your marketing efforts and, uh, you know, what they yield. So, no, definitely. And, and I want to ask a few more questions, Carl, where you've been at Starista, what, eight years, six years? I'm going on my eighth, uh, eight, seven yeah. years, just completed that. Seven March. years, yeah. What have you seen the biggest change? You know, I remember this company, I was like employee number maybe 40, two years ago, now it's like 65, 68. But when you started here, what, what what's the biggest shift and the biggest difference you see from year one to now almost year eight? Oh my goodness. Uh, and you with those it, crazy it's, questions, it's we're at the bar right now, Carl. This <laughs> That's is... right. It's hard to pick one. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I could say anything from uh, the size of the office to the number of people in the office mm -hmm. uh, to the number of products. But, uh, you know, I think things have just really rounded out well. Uh, we're as committed as ever uh, to our data strategy. And, uh, you know, every good campaign starts with good data. There's no getting around that. Yeah. So, uh Yes. Well, the question is how, what's changed the most? Oh, yeah. what, what, in your mind, like to you, <laughs> what has changed the most? Yes. The people like, well, we were doing this product and now we have this just, just kind of sure you know, that, that, uh, you know, past and present okay, kind okay. of question. I, I think maybe, uh, the most formative change that we've seen over the years and I think will continue mm -hmm. is that, uh, you know, be before we might've had, you know, different kinds of relationships with like agencies or filling in certain gaps, but uh, we've really become all the more self-sufficient that, you know, pe people would call us back in the day. They might've called us an agency back yeah. in the day, but these days, you know, we're an end-to-end -end marketing solution company. Yeah. And I think that's becoming clear by the day. Uh, it used to just be, you know, we'll, we'll go to Starista for the data and then we'll send a list over here. Well, sure, that still happens, mm -hmm. but uh, I think people are beginning to question more and more every day. Why, why pass it down the river? Yeah. You know, one-stop shop. Uh, we talked about that life cycle of the data from acquisition to using it in the campaign to using those insights from the campaign to drive new efforts. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we're painting the big picture these days yeah. end to end, uh, and adding a lot of value and finding a lot of efficiencies with our clients in that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I think, you know, again, there's a lot of small things under that umbrella that have happened, but uh, kind of our evolution into a definitive marketing solutions company. No, I, I agree. And I, and I think now, I, I, Stress is a marketing technology. 
Th that's how I describe. We focus on identity. So I think that you're right. I remember Starista in the early days, like you said, right? Meeting you guys, uh, you and AJ. And now it's just like, no, this we have technology products. So we have our own DSP. That's we right. Have, so it's kind of, it's come, uh, you know, a, a long way. And uh, one of the questions we ask on the marketing stir, I know you listen to every episode, probably not, but you know, no, you're, busy, you're a busy, busy man, you're a busy man. I listen to a lot. But um, we asked this question and you with the title of VP of Software Engineering, a LinkedIn question, you know, okay. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask our signature question. <laughs> so what is, you're a nice guy, so I'm sure it's probably, you know, you, you welcome everyone, but what's a LinkedIn message that you just hate? And what is one that, you know, you know what, I'll respond back to this company. Hmm. You know, I, I do appreciate the personal touch. Yeah. Uh, I think if it has a sponsored sticker on it, I am, you know, I, I'm checking out <laughs> pretty yeah. fast. Um, but I, I think by extension, um, you know, one thing I can't stand is something genuine that's really sponsored, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if people try to reach out to me in a meaningful way, I'm all for that. Uh, but but sponsored, I always take that with a grain of salt. That's you know, whether it's whether it's a LinkedIn story or a LinkedIn message or or a LinkedIn story, you know, uh, thing, things show up in feeds not always because they're they're the hot buzz, but the because someone had a hot wallet. Yeah, <laughs> sponsored. You know, that's that's I, I don't think we've heard that on the marketing sphere where it's been we get a lot of like you know, spell my name right. You know, if someone spells your name with a C as opposed to a K, you're like, wait a that's minute. That's true. That that would be one. But the sponsor thing, that, that's a that's a new one where you could see that you're like, all right, you know, I know they spend money on this and I'm not going to do it. Uh, and, you know, at the same time, it's kind of flattering because they did spend money to reach target you. Target audience. You know, if they're willing to put their money where their mouth is, you know, maybe that's worth a second guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. I like that answer. I like that answer. For me, I always tell people, uh, flattery works with me. Just so say something nice about you. You know, don't talk about being on the marketing stir podcast when you didn't say anything nice about it first. And so that's what I tell people um, in that case. But Carl, this has been awesome. Uh, you know, we we are happy to have you here. I'm happy to be in San Antonio to see you. That's happy right. to have some barbecue. I don't know what we're doing tonight, but we'll figure something out. But we love having you here. And then people should, could reach out to Carl, but not sponsored. Reach out to him directly. If you have any questions about Access B2B, reach out to me, Vincent at Starista.com. Uh, I am former interim GM, Vincent Petrofessa. This is Carl Van Delden. This has been a special episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for being here, Carl. My pleasure, Vincent. Good to see you. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.